Welcome to the Text and Rock Show. Ancient Story, Better Tomorrow. Let's begin. All right, well, let's dive into what is a human. So small potatoes, really. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> That's the easy part? Yeah. Okay. okay. So the story starts out because it's the Epic of Gilgamesh describing how awesome Gilgamesh is and how he was like made or put together. Okay. Right? Okay. And so we have, first of all, this prologue on like the first tablet, like the first mm-hmm. stone tablet ever. Um, talking about how awesome Gilgamesh was. And it says things like this, the hidden he saw, he laid bare the undisclosed. So he was able to find things no one else could, which we'll see happen in this story. Okay. Uncover things. He brought report of before the flood. So even back then they have in their thought bank, this, they're dividing up time is what was before the flood. Then the great flood happened. And now here we are later. And somehow Gilgamesh in this story is going to bring back primordial information from before the flood. Isn't that badass? That is. That's awesome. He achieved a long journey, tiring and resting all his toil. He engraved on a stone stella of ramparted Uruk. The wall he built of hollowed Iana, the pure sanctuary. So he's saying of the city and the wall around it to protect it that he built with his might. And then the temple to Iana, okay? The pure sanctuary. The important thing to notice here is that religion and politics are completely tied in the ancient world. Completely, right. Yeah, all all the way up through the Greeks and the Romans, starting way back in the ancient Near East, there is no division between religion and politics. And it's just interesting to me because the insistence we always have in modernity is you've got to keep that shit separate. You have to keep it separate. And I think there's good reason for that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. And at the same time, there's the pushback that like, well, shouldn't our leaders actually be moral? Be moral, right? right, right. Fascinating stuff. So we have this ramble about how awesome Gilgamesh is. And then what I think is fascinating is it focuses in on how he's made. Yeah. And what happens is the God family or the divine council gets uh-huh. together and they're like, hey, want to do something cool? <laughs> and they decide to build Gilgamesh. And he's like the first human. He's like a proto-human. Right? Oh, wow. And so they stitch him together kind of like Frankenstein. Uh-huh. They all bring these parts and they stitch them together and they make basically a giant you or me. Like Gilgamesh uh-huh. is like big. Yeah. And this is the way the ancients early on, like Bronze Age, Iron Age, like 3000 down to like eh, 600-ish uh-huh. BC. This is how they thought of the gods. They're like humans except Big, Big, right? Yeah. The early gods are decked in horns on their heads. Oh, yeah. They shine. They emanate light. So all these gods get together and they stitch together a human and he's in their image. He looks like them and they have a really interesting 
way of defining humanity. Do you want to hear it? Okay, yes, absolutely. Okay. It says two-thirds of him is a god. One-third of him is human. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I did not know and, that I was related. Now, yeah. Now, <laughs> now, think about this. Think about this. He looks like the gods, so he has the physical so appearance he's, he's of the big. gods. Right. Uh-huh. He's big, and he looks like them, like basically because humans thought of God, and so the God looked like us. But you yeah. know, they see it the other way around. Right. Right. So okay. he looks like the gods, and he has sentience like the gods. He can reason. Uh-huh. There's a morality to him. Gilgamesh doesn't always use it, but it's it's there. <laughs> but it's He's there. able to reason <laughs> and imagine. Right. Uh huh. And at the same time, he's. He's mortal. He dies. Yeah. The gods are immortal. Gilgamesh has to die. Has to die. Um, he even says that later to Ankidu in the middle of their journey. Ankidu's like basically afraid of this monster they're facing. Oh yeah, and um, Gilgamesh. Um, Bob, um, what's his um, name? Baba. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Baba. Yeah. Uh, so Gilgamesh turns to Ankidu and he says, "Who, my friend, can scale the heavens? Only the gods live forever." Under the sun. Ooh, hear that from Ecclesiastes? Under the sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Right. And he says to Ankidu, as for humankind, numbered are their days. Whatever they achieve is like the wind or mist or vanity. Wow. Yeah. You can hear. It's very biblical in how it sounds, isn't it? Yeah. But so there Gilgamesh sits. And so what is a human? What are we? Yeah. Yeah. We are two-thirds divine. Yeah. We somehow image the gods in our stature. We're, uh-huh. we're actually like little idols of the gods is how they would think oh, about it. right. right? When okay. God forms Adam and Eve in the garden, he's making pottery. He's making okay. like those Ubshapti figurines we talked about back in the day back from in the Egypt. Day. Yeah. And then he breathes his essence into them. And now uh-huh. they are, well, they look like the gods. And they have the divine breath in them, and they're able to reason, and they know things. And yet, the story of the Garden of Eden is how they trade their ability to have full knowledge for their ability to live forever, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty far out. This episode was influenced by audio track The Warrior's Code by the Dropkick Murphys, the ancient Near Eastern conception of divine counsel and two-thirds divinity, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. The Text and Rock Show is the creative work of Mark Schaefer and Eric Madison. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes drop. If the show adds value to your life, please consider leaving them a review or sharing Textandrock with a friend. You can explore other Textandrock digital productions or contact Mark and Eric by simply clicking the link in the show notes.
No, what's your question? This is pretty good. This there's there's a, a part where he's tempted by a goddess, right? Yeah, that's coming later. Is but that go ahead. Later? Yeah. Okay. But then when he turns her down, she's upset about it. Yep. And and she sends the bull from heaven yeah. to destroy him. Yeah, yeah. Which I didn't know there were bulls in heaven, but yeah, that's apparently. <laughs> or was there just that one? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe when you sacrifice a bull, it's like Shazam and it appears in the heavens. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> I don't know. But then, we need some more bulls up here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. We need some more bulls up here. <laughs> I think the bull is a divine constellation, though, and they know it. Like, that's how oh, they're mapping the stars. That's how they're mapping And so right. she sent the bull down from the heavens. Right. You know? Oh, wow. It's a big bull. It's up there. Look, it's it came big. down here. Yeah. Isn't that cool? It is cool. But I was looking at it like when, when, so, 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 what's his name? Gilgamesh. Oh, I mean, Anki Anki Du. Yeah. That then. Hits the hits the or beats up or whatever the yep. right, then she kills him. Yeah. Okay. Now what I was doing was looking at that as actually never there was never necessarily an Anki do, but it's just another part of Gilgamesh. Oh my god! And then then that part of him dies forever. And now he moves on to Sea Text and Rockers. This is why Eric and I are friends. I just went like total fight club, and now I have to look at the whole thing over again. Yes. That's amazing. Is that where fight club comes from? I don't know. I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, but that's how I was looking at it when I was checking out the story. That's how I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if that may be a part of... That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely... Um, changes Gilgamesh when he loses his Completely. hero companion and he then goes on a quest for the answers that matter most that, right. about his own mortality. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Right. So that's why I was thinking once I read, got to that part, that's why I was thinking maybe that's just a part of him that is really dead forever. Yeah. And now he's... That's fascinating. Right? I don't know. That's don't why know. That's why he goes on a journey to Utnapishtim though and 